podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Hope you're good. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun, buzzing podcast today, I think, anyway. Well, for me, it might be for you, because let's be truthful, I haven't much to talk about. But hey, on the flip side, I am excited, I'm buzzing. I've got a wee, uh, a wee cider here with me for the podcast. I know if you use... Uh, got in touch and we're like hey man don't be doing any more podcasts where you drink because you get incoherent you don't make sense but hey it is what it is i am drinking cider today because it's saturday the 25th of may and i'm going to see snow patrol and a little like about 150 other acts who are in ward park and banger this afternoon slash evening slash night probably into tomorrow morning um and yeah i'm excited about it i'm child free which is good because, I mean, it's an inconvenience at the best of times to uh, have a child, just full stop. But especially if you only go out drinking and having a nice time. So, yeah, I'm just getting on it. I've got my opportunity. I'm just going for it. I'm getting on it. And, uh, yeah, it should be fun. Um, have I seen Snow Patrol live before? Yeah, a lot of times. Am I the world's biggest Snow Patrol fan? Um, not really. You know, I, I don't mind them. They're grand, I would say. You know, they're a grand band. I like some of their songs, but it wouldn't be like... You know, it wouldn't be like 10 out of 10, like, oh, fuck, I cannot wait to see this. I wouldn't be as excited as I was, say, to see Pearl Jam when I travelled to London to specifically see Pearl Jam, and then they cancelled. Like, I wouldn't be that as excited. I wouldn't be as excited, say, as I will be in November when I'm going to go and see The Darkness in the limelight. That will excite me. But it's not really a Snow Patrol concert. It's more of an event. You know, it's a whole community getting behind a big event in our town and we're all just going having a piss up and having a nice time so when i finish this podcast i'm just going to go straight upstairs into the shower get on me and just get partying albeit i've had three tins of magners already which i know you're probably going eh man why are you drinking magners i know i question that myself again i believe the magners were a fridge tax of a party that we had, like back in obviously New Year before we got put out of house for four months, so just been sitting in the garage, just a load of Magners. So I'm starting drinking the Magners now. I have some other nicer ciders, but I didn't want to start on a nice cider to be forced to move on to Magners. So I realize that if I start on Magners and move on to another nicer cider, it'll just be a great treat. Say nicer cider, probably move on to brandy and red wine, but that's hey, that's another story for another day. Another day, other day is probably going to be Monday when I have to record another weird podcast in short uh, in a short time scale. So that's why I have to get this podcast recorded before I go and see so Snow Patrol to give me something to talk about after. Because let's be fair, big man's going on holidays next week. Um, am I going away on a stag do or a nice party, fun, exciting holiday with the boys? No, sadly not. Going away on a family holiday, which I am very excited about. But obviously there'll not be much like chilling and sunbathing and relaxing because I've got a one-year-old terror with me. Um, said one-year-old terror has been sick the last few days. Don't know what's been wrong with her, but it has just been even more terrifying, her being sick, than her when she's not. And I don't mean terrifying as in scared. I mean terror. She is more of a terror when she's sick because she just cries more, drops more, screams more. Um, she actually dropped me with a massive headbutt during the week. It's right on my lip. My lips all popped up. To be fair, I dropped and thought that my lip had burst and thought my looks were ruined forever. Luckily, it's only a slight bruise. But in that moment, you think, you know, if I don't have my good, sexy looks, I mean, what do I have? Nothing, you know. But luckily enough, it's okay and I'm fine. But... Yeah, it's lots to be doing, you know, lots to be doing, lots to be at, and, you know, as, as much as I love doing the weird podcast, my head's kind of in, I just want to go out and get pints, you know, that sort of way, so you'll probably hear me slugging away during the podcast, all my magnets, ah, doesn't even taste nice, but give me a buzz, cuz, you know, and tell you what, I sometimes get a dry mouth doing the podcast, talking so much, constantly, God in heaven, just drank magnets and all those... Those wee bits under my tongue are just shooting crazy. You know, like that uh, that dinosaur in Jurassic Park that like has the big frill that, f- that flicks out and then he just goes and shoots like wet at you. You know that? The guy, the, the dinosaur that killed the fat guy. I've got that. Like if I, lift, if I looked aside and shot my tongue up, 
oh Christ, water just shoots out, gross kind of, just fully spitting on the floor. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a lubricated, moisturized mouth um, for a man who's going to be looking to get pretty lubricated and moisturized later with drink, not sexual, obviously, because that's how that, of course, sounded. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. I just live about um, probably, I'd say, a five-minute walk from Ward Park where um, Snow Patrol are playing. And to be fair, last night I heard their full set just, you know, from my house. You know, just opened the back door and just listened to their set. And kind of basically already heard exactly what I'm going to get today. So what I paid 45 quid for or whatever, I could have just got sitting in my garden, FOC. You know, I'm a bitter about it. Maybe a little, maybe a little bit, you know, but... You know, there's other acts on too. There's uh, Foy Vance, who, again, not really familiar with his work, but um, he's a nice voice, so I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Ash, you know, like two songs of theirs. Um, two Door Cinema Club, don't even know one of their songs. So it should be an interesting listen. You're all probably going, oh my God, Dave, you're such an old guy. What are you doing? You're so old. Uh you know, it is what it is. I like Neil Diamond. I like Tom Jones. You know, I like the more, the, the vintage guys, you know. She's all you would ever want. She's the kind of like to flaunt and take to dinner. Cause she's a lady. Oh, she's a lady. I'm talking about that little lady. And the lady is mine. Love a bit of Tom. I'd actually be buzzing to go and see Tom Jones. I saw the night on the light that I passed by her window Got the lyrics the wrong way round because I'm drunk But yeah, that'll be, be exciting for me But, you know, it's not, as I said, a concert It's an experience You know, everyone's going as much for the drink as they are for the music You know, if they just said there was, there was a massive party going on Five minutes around the corner I'd say, alright, I'm going Now you're probably going, hey man, why if you're recording your podcast at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, are you drinking already? I'll tell you why, because the price list came out from the, for the bar um, that's going to be open in Ward Park. And tell you what, with the consider mortgage and the gaff, because what's going on here, guys? You know, it's a dear, dear old hole, you know. Um, I actually got a text from Catherine, my wife, yesterday, basically saying, hey, we, I think we need to remortgage the house. And I, my first thought was, ah, oh, fuck, what have I done? But it just turns out that she had been given the, the bar list for the Snow Patrol gig. Um, pints of uh, Harp or Stella Cedra or a Fiver, you know, to be fair. Not the sweetest pints going, you know, not the tastiest. Prosecco, 750. Wine, six quid. You know, spirit in the mixer. Got Smirnoff Vodka, six quid. All six quid for like the cheapest drink you get is a water and it's three quid. What's going on, lads? You know, or hey, if you want to treat yourself, you can buy Red Bull for two quid a tin. You know, that's uh, that's good going, isn't it, guys? Five pounds for a pint of harp. You know, what am I doing instead of paying a fiver for a pint of harp? Is just drink loads of water, take myself into the corner, piss in a glass, and drink that. You know, it tastes the same as. Anyone that says harp is their favourite pint is entirely wrong. You know, I, 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 you know, if you're a long-time listener of the Weird Podcast, you'll know I'm not a I'm not a craft beer guy. You know, I like what I like, but I mean, I think harp's on the other end of that spectrum. You know, like, and anyone, like, all of my mates who went away to uni or whatever, to, like, Glasgow or London or wherever else they fucked off to, traitors, that's another thing, they turned their back. I remain, all right, guys? But um, they come back and I go, oh, first thing I wanted was a pint of harp. First thing I want is slapping your face, you stupid, dead, taste bud fruit. What are you doing? You know, harp's not nice. Yeah, it's from here. Oh, I just couldn't wait to get home, get a packet of tato and harp. When did you ever fucking drink harp when you're home or eat tato when you're here, for that matter? You get fucking Cadbury's fruit and nut bar and you drink WKD Blue. Chill yourself out, mate. You know, relax. Fucking getting on your high horse, Mr. Northern Ireland. Come back, oh, it's great about the Euros. Never watched Northern Ireland game in your life. Fucking McElroy, unbelievable. I love Roy McElroy. Hate golf. You know, these those kind of guys who just get into anything Northern Irish because they think it's great to be super proud of where you're from. Just be it. You know what I mean? You don't have to fucking 
get on like you are if you're not. Just be yourself. Be yourself, you know, that's all, all I preach. And if you're being yourself, you taste a, a pint of harp and go, ah, tell you what, it's all right. It's fine. Yeah, it's grand. Whereas if you taste a nice cold pint of beer Moretti, you go, mmm, delicieux. That is the shit. Or Peroni. Mmm. That's a good beer. I've actually been so off beer of late that I'm just fully drinking cider. Even Magners, to be fair, isn't a delicious beverage. Again, need another sip. So that's a sip. That's a slug going on the tin number four, brother. Um, this is what you get, boys and girls. <laughs> uh, see, again... Could have just not drank while recording the podcast. But I ain't got no daughter today, so hey, gotta make this count. And also, if I'm, if I'm completely hammered by five o'clock and can't go out, I don't have to see Snow Patrol. But shh. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I think it definitely guzzled way too much Magnus down in that particular instance. But yeah, it's a good old time, good old exciting week coming up. Snow Patrol today. Um... Well, I didn't say, yeah, Westlife tomorrow, but I'm not going to Westlife, just to point that out, Catherine, my wife's going to Westlife tomorrow, so that means that I am once again babysitting Holly, you know, and then again people are like, you can't babysit your own kid, it's the only fucking term that fits for what I'm doing, you know, just like looking after, just, no, just being isn't a thing when you have a kid. You have to actively look after them. You have to actively babysit them when they're still little. Do you know what I mean? Like, I had to take a couple of days off work this week because my parents were away on holiday and Catherine's parents were away. And for me, she was working. So I had to take time off work to look after Holly, which is sweet. I love doing it. I love Holly. But she is hard work. You know, babies are hard work. Kids are hard work. Anyone that says they're not probably eat potato and drink harp and are lying bastards because it is hard and I was supposed to get my haircut last Saturday um, but I had to cancel that because I had no one to look after Holly and I knew she wouldn't fit her pram wouldn't be a good squeeze on a Saturday afternoon in the in the hair salon it's not a barber shop I go to it's an actual woman's hairdresser I go to an actual hairdresser you know because my hair is an important piece of me you know it's fallen out I need to make it look as good as possible and um, went for a new style today as well, um, the, Daener- the Daenerys Targaryen. So I'm sporting a beautiful, long, white, plaited locks, and I think they look pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, I couldn't do that because I don't look after Holly. So yesterday, I enlisted the help of Shane Todd to come with me to the hairdressers. I say come with me to the hairdressers, I sold it to him, being like, oh, I'll take you for breakfast, sure, down to Bangor. You can come and see my neck of the woods. I'll show you a nice way, yeah. Uh, we breakfast cafe place, you know, I'll, I'll sort you out, I'll get you your breakfast and you can just kind of come watch me get my hair cut and if Holly's bad, take her for a walk and, and true to form, Holly was bad so he took her for a walk, um, albeit down the seafront and thought he could do a loop around the seafront but hey, you know, you can't loop over the ocean unless you're Jesus Christ but everyone knows he's fictional so it's not possible so she and Dick get lost and walk halfway around the... Uh, the marina of Bangor to realise you can't get a loop around have to go back on himself which was great you know we actually when we were over there said to Mikey my personal stylist to if he could give a wee quick trim to Holly's hair and he did so that's her first ever haircut and she was great for it you know she didn't get put properly in the seat or whatever I kind of just held her and uh, he gave her a wee uh, a wee comb she just kind of started brushing her own hair, very cute, and then he just trimmed effectively the rat's tail off the back of her head. She just this big, long, straggly rat's tail, looked like a T-R-A-M-P, and uh, got rid of that, and now she's just got like a proper wee bob, it's very sweet, you know? So that was that, got her sorted yesterday, had a nice day there, both her being sick in the afternoon, she just went absolutely mental, um screaming about the place, shouting, acting a bollocks. And with her being a little daughter, I couldn't lay the smackdown on her. I had to just put up with it. And then uh, I was doing this wee thing where you, like, you get her and you kind of, like, 
put your you sit in the ground right this is a scenario you sit in the ground she's kind of half standing half sitting and you kind of push her back you go um like down 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 in the deep blue sea and then you pull her up towards you and like oh and she gets all excited but she decided you know i'm just going to come up with maximum velocity here i'm not going to show any respect to myself or my dad or my surroundings i'm putting full velocity into me coming back up and she just basically catapulted her head into my face and uh, felt like my lip was going to burst. Luckily, the lip didn't burst because, as you all know, hard as fuck. But now I do have a full purple top lip. And if anyone asks me how that happened, I have to sound like a big woos and go, a one-year-old head butted me. And then they're all like, oh, well, I hope she's okay. And I'm like, hey, yeah, she's fine. But, I mean, I've got a fully disfigured face here. Like, what if I get in? You know, trying to say, you know, I wonder if she's all right. More importantly than am I all right? Um, I'm disfigured. I'm the elephant man. You know, she's just a little bit out of sorts because she's got a cold. Oh, sniff, sniff. You know, I'm fully deformed. You know, I look like Harvey Dent up in this bitch. Not a sweet look. Everyone asks me how she is. You know, piece of shit is what she is. But, yeah, she would not settle for loving her money. And then I just fed her loads of food and put her to bed. And that was the only way I got her to settle. But it worked. You know, it was a good plan. I ended up last night, what did I even do? No, Catherine was working late. She came home, had some dinner, and then just went to bed. Very sleepy last night. Um, and wasn't much crack for her. But I mean, you know, I knew I had today to come. Catherine wanted to have a drink last night because she had a long week of work. And I was like, no, I'm not drinking. A, because I was in a bad mood. And B, because I knew I'd be doing all the drinking today because I'm a fucking gargle monster. Ah. But um, I just didn't want to be hungover dealing with a sick baby. So hopefully tomorrow um, her Holly's nanny will take her for long enough that I don't have to deal there with a hangover, which I'm, I'll definitely have a hangover because I'm 32, you know. That's the main problem with being an old guy is that you just get hungover all the time. But um, but I'm excited, and yeah, I'm just buzzing to get get a buzz on, listen to some music, probably see a lot of people that I uh, that I know probably, because um, I think the whole country will be going to the Snow Patrol. But I'm looking forward to it now. Um, and in terms of of the or stuff you just want to know about a couple of uh, announcements which is going to do the start of the podcast but effectively lost to run himself there um couple of live shows to announce whoa um first and foremost next week on the 5th of june well two weeks really um we're doing a live boy town podcast in the accidental theater and tickets are a tenor so it's going to be me and the man boy cheeky shane todd doing boy town live which the last couple of boy towns have been great you know, we're really building our momentum. People are listening. People are liking. People are, you know, they're, they're eating the hors d'oeuvres that we're putting out for them and they're wanting a main course. So we're back with episode number 125, Live in the Accidental Theatre. If you've been to Boytown Live before, you'll know it's a great time. If you haven't, uh, what are you doing with your lives, you know? It's going to be a very sexy time. I'm buzzing for it. It's always good fun. I'll be trying out some new stand-up as well. So, you know, it's worth checking that out as a, as an opening you know if you haven't seen me do stand up before um you know whoa, whoa, what a treat you're in for you know because i'm funny but um yeah get down for that it'll be good there'll be some probably opening acts too probably some younger boys doing stand up because that seems to be the way we we do it um but i'm very much looking forward to that as well and probably a bigger announcement in terms of me personally is that I'm doing another R show um, I'm doing the show it, it's, it's the same name it's called the show Dad that I did before in Accidental Theatre but I'm doing it now in the black box on the 20th of July it's part of the uh, Comedy Lab festival the organiser was like look I'm running a comedy festival I want to get grade A acts. I want to get the top boys in, you know. I want to get the creme de la creme, you know. And obviously Colin Murphy was busy, so they came to me and said, hey, Dave, please, would you do a show in this particular hour? And I said, yeah, well, now what show did I want to do? 
I thought about doing the Weird Podcast. I thought, would I do a live Weird Podcast? Nah, I'm going to save that for maybe episode 100. Would I do maybe, you know, a new hour? Nah, I'm going to save that for next year to tour it. But what I am going to do is do my dad show one last time. Now, if you haven't been to see me do the dad show before, should you go? Definitely. If you have been before, why should you go again? I'll tell you. Because it's a completely reworked show. I've watched the footage of the last hour back. I'm being a bit of a perfectionist. I went, yeah, I don't like that. You know, there's some bits in it that are, that are good, but there's so many much more that I can do. So I'm getting it filmed. It's going to be a special, if you will. I'm definitely going to release it. That Once that I do this, that show, that is done in Northern Ireland. It's done. I'll maybe do it a couple of times. Maybe do it in Dublin, maybe do it in London, but it's done for Belfast come the 28th of July. So the tickets for that are £8 and are on the Black Box website. I'll share the link. Um, I'm on all my social media so everybody can get tickets but I mean the green room is a really great room I haven't done it in a good while you know because hey I'm a big time Charlie but um, it's a small room it's an intimate setting it's a chance to be intimate with me do I mean sexually I don't know if you buy tickets possibly you know I'm sure it could possibly you know do that as part of the deal but I'll definitely be you know playing the play that room because I love it as a room you know I think it'll look well when it's filmed I'm excited about it um, and I feel like the dad show with extra experience of how shit being a dad can be but also how good it can be will make for a better show I've reworked the ending I've reworked the beginning I've reworked the middle whoa Dave does that sound like you've reworked the entire show yes so if you have been to the last dad show don't think oh sure I've already seen that this is an entirely different version you know, again, how can you put on the a, a show that's called the same show but be entirely different? I just do what I want. You know, that's just what I do. I do whatever I want because I'm selfish. But I feel like I can really do a super version of the show come the twentieth of July. So for sure, if you haven't already got tickets, which I mean, some people have. You know, they're selling quite well. And the black box have said, you know, hey man, anytime you do in here, you sell out. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's what I do. It's what I do. And I'm the Mister Black Box. You know, is it because I used to be a pilot? Yeah, I don't know, but I am Mr. Black Box. And it's worth going to see, and I'd love to see you there. Will I hang about afterwards for pints? Yeah, sure. Will it be Magners? Probably not. If I'm looking to drink, don't buy me a Magners or a Harp. But i see you there on the 20th of July. Take it some blackbox.com. Whoa, just full of plugs today. You know, I'm like an electrician store. I'm just full of plugs say electrician store slash Shane Todd's boot of his car both full of plugs but um, that's basically the plug and over for this week ha psych because Pug Ugly's Comedy Club is back this Thursday which everybody knows is the of course the 31st bollocks I thought it was the 6th of June my my dick is the 31st of May for the last Pug Ugly's Comedy Club of May um, and we've got Teresa Livingstone headlining you know so I mean if you like your lives you know don't bother coming because Teresa's a killer you might die she kills everywhere she goes so you want to check that out supporting her is Ian Thompson who has been smashing it the last couple of gigs I've seen he's been absolutely killing it too two killers that we have there and then MC for the night um, on the poster it's me because hey I'm a self-obsessed guy I say look put me on every I say put me on every poster I'm a stunning looking man I look like Carl Drago I don't but somebody told me that this week so I'm running with it and I said put me on the poster because that is what I want even though I'm going to be in Tormelinos I'll be in Tormelinos probably in bed by 9 every night sunstroke burnt and full of cock Tales. So, um, MC will be Rui Woods, but you can't tell anyone that because he's got a big show on the limelight on Friday and he doesn't want anyone to go to that and not go to the other, you know. But, um, again, I don't know if there are many tickets left to a show on limelight on Friday, so, you know, if you're keen to get on that, if you want to see 
um, the leader of the Wood Tang Clan. Really weird name, but fair play because it's what he's going with and he's running with it. Get yourself to Shine.net and get tickets to see Rory Wood's Panic Room, which is going to be a superb show. I'm actually got it to be missing it. Um, but I mean, I got to go on holidays, got to lay my head down in a sun lounger and get bronzed. You know, at the end of the day, these slabs of meat aren't going to cook themselves. You know, Papa needs to lay them out in a sun lounger and let God do his work. You know, so um, for sure, go and see Woodsy's show. Um, I saw Woodsy's last show um, that he did in the Mandela, and it was a really, really good hour. I would highly recommend. But yeah, so Teresa Livingstone is headlining Pug Uglies. Did I know that it was going to be, you know, leading into the week, Theresa May would be retiring? No, but hey, you know, I'm just showing my knowledge, you know, I'm like an oracle. So definitely get to that. And Pug Uglies this last week was absolutely fucking brilliant. Pardon my French for swearing. But um, it was a super night. We had myself emceeing. Um, we had headlining Colin Geddes and support from James McKegney. And then just because, you know, it's such a fucking brilliant comedy club, we had wee drop-ins from Jordan Robinson and Shane Todd too. So, I mean, you know, you pay your fiver, you get to see... You know, some of the best acts in the country for a fiver. You get great drinks deals. You know what I mean? You get buckets of Prava for a tenner. Balls of wine for 12 quid. You get fucking food. FOC, some cocktail sausages, sometimes bits of pizza. All for a fiver. What about it? You know, guys, where where the fuck would you get that? You know, you, you can't. that, And that's what I'm looking to do, Pug Uglies. Make it a great venue for great comedy and a great night out. And so far, so good. You know? Albeit I'm a bit of a sad sack to be missing it because I love being there every week, but for sure going to holidays is, is, is more important to me at this juncture and time. You know, as is what's more important to me at this juncture in time is getting this podcast a fucking done so I can go on the pizza. Let me just go to listeners' questions, I'll blast through them. I say blast through them, I'll take my time because I do have some time for you. I mean I'm not that sly a guy whereby you know, I'll put a call out for questions and then just not do it, you know. Um, because, I mean, the questions were, to be fair, quite... It was quite, you know, they were quiet this week. And I like, I love listeners' questions. They're my favourite part of the show, you know. But if you don't ask me questions, it's just so fucking sly. Just so fucking sly. First question is from a man, Sam Cardozzi. Um, saying what's the scariest nightmare that you've ever had um, I suppose each nightmare is scary for a different reason you know um, I remember once that I had a nightmare that my mum and dad were actually like my brothers and stuff and I was like weird that they were my parents, but also my brothers. And I'm even weirder that my mum was my brother, because it can make sense of that. And then to make matters worse, they were killing people and just burying their bodies. So I was like, you know, brotherly love and stuff, but at the same time, my parents stopped killing people. You know, it didn't like that. Um, I also remember having a dream once about Michael Myers just chasing me everywhere. Not Mike Myers, not Groovy Baby. Michael from Halloween, just fucking just slowly walking after me everywhere I went, albeit I had these superpowers whereby I don't know how I could do it, but I would just run and jump over bushes, but always do, like, always, like, gently, like, swallow dive over a bush, but then land in a perfect commando roll. You know, I'd always be doing that straight to my feet again. Like, my skills I have, my dreams and nightmares are second to none. I'm athletic, I'm fast, I feel absolutely no lactic acid in my muscles, get no pain, no creaks, no nothing. I can jump off great heights, I can do like I'm like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, except my exact physique and build. It's amazing. But again, Michael Myers just kept getting me, you know, and, and I hate whenever I have dreams that seem to be real, you know, like you wake up and like you wake up and because somebody in your dream did something shit, you hate them in real life. Do you know? I remember I, I had a, a say nightmare, probably a dream, but my, my wife was getting off with this guy and then I woke up and like, yeah, did a punch her in the stomach when she was asleep beside me, yeah. You know, just drop, drop the wee step. Don't you, don't you ever fucking cheat me again in the full scenario made up by my subconscious. Don't you dare. You know, and she's actually been throwing whiteys on me before for, again, I didn't just get off with people. I fuck, you know, in her dreams I'm 
fucking birds, you know, and left, right, and center. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Just throwing loads at them, you know. Just throwing loads, <laughs> you know. Just throwing loads like I'm the world's strongest man. You know, just delivering loads like I'm the fucking post service. You know what I mean? I'm just, that's what I do in her dreams. You know, is she waking up really, like, turned on? Yeah, but then she doesn't want to fuck me because I'm too busy plowing other birds' fields like I'm fucking a farmer at the... (laughs) Balmoral Show. I lost a run on myself. This migrant is getting to me. But, yeah, my nightmares. Nowadays that I'm a full guy, I don't seem to have too many nightmares in my actual dreams or in my subconscious, Sam. But the nightmares I have are on stage comedy clubs. Um, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, John Joe Flood has come at me with, oh, wow, a page on Instagram called Jumping Like a Horse. Oh wow, it's this girl that's kind of like, kind of moving how I move in my dreams. Um, Very bizarre. Let me see. John Joe said, hi Dave, some pretty weird uh, queen behavior going on at this girl's house. My question for the podcast today is if you weren't a big, handsome, sexy man bear that you already are, what animal would you be? Um, yeah, more importantly, John Joe, thanks for finding this account. Hopefully it's not an account that you... Uh, follow personally but I mean this girl's got 21,000 followers and she's just crawling about on all fours jumping over things like she's a horse but here's the thing human bodies aren't designed the same way as horses are you know she looks like a little cat or also something that rhymes with a cat that actually has the letters TW instead of a C because she looks like a fucking twat albeit she's in legit shape so maybe running around like a horse cat donkey thing is the way forward but um yeah this girl definitely has mental health problems and she actually again she's like a wee monkey running about there rather than a horse I don't like her at all She's creepy, but if it wasn't a big bear, what other animal would it be? Um, I'd say, like, I'm a big stocky dude. Like, you know, I'm not, like, I wouldn't say I'm like a big fat hippo. You know, I'm, I've got more power behind me than just fat. So I'd say I'm like a big rhino because I have stone head and I'm stocky and my skin is grey. You know, so realistically, a rhinoceros, because again, again, they like to chill too. Like to lie in the mud and the sunshine. Like, I'm going to be in Tormelinos next week, just lying in the sunshine, bronzing myself. You know, that's what rhinos like. They're all about that life. And hey, you know, if I wasn't already a bear, I'd be a rhino. But like that question, and for sure, unfollow that jumping like a horse. Definitely the weirdest, um, weirdest thing I've seen. Siobhan Ferguson has got in touch and I really am pleased to say that she has because Siobhan it's her first question so guys round of applause for Siobhan I appreciate it hey Papa Bear first time asking a question so myself and my husband were out last night as my best friend is over from Scotland it was a pretty heavy night we went to Boundary Brewing and he's our Boundary Brewery whoa that's a tongue twister in East Belfast and then to town to Biddles then back to Bangor and finished in the Hop House Needless to say, we lost a run of ourselves. <laughs> Today we have Snow Patrol in Ward Park. Hey, sister, I'll see you there. Um, have you any tips on how we can make a quick recovery and last another day's drinking? Well, what my advice to you to do, Siobhan, is you don't dwell on the hang. If you dwell on the hang, it'll get you and hang you. You need to just go, right... And I made your sesh yesterday. I've looked at your picture there, Siobhan. You look you look a bit younger than me. You know, you look like you still got a few years left in the tank to recover from hangovers. You don't look like a 32-year-old old person like me. I would say for you, you just need to power through. You need to get hydrated. You know, have have a bit of a breakfast on board. And then with your breakfast, maybe get a wee beverage, Del Al Cool. You know, get yourself back on that horse. Kind of like that weird girl I was running about, jumping over things. Don't quite do that. But get back in the horse and just get back drinking again. Whoa. Back that dinosaur. But that's the only way you can do it. 
and I would say because you've got people over from Scotland that they're probably you know, they're over for a good time. You know, you obviously showed them a good time yesterday by taking them to the to the Boundary Brewery. Whoa, I, that's literally the hardest tongue twister I've ever had. So you took them to the Boundary Brewery and built some banger. You're all about those bees. Um, but I'd say yeah, that's a good time you showed them. They're over for a fun time. They're not over to mope and be sorry for themselves. They'll be up. They'll be ready. They'll be like, "Where's my booze?" I want Boundary Brewery, Bells, Banger and Booze, baby. That's what they'll be like, right? So you just need to get back on it, you know, and par through. And then make sure you get some kind of tucker in the middle there somewhere. You know, something nice, a nice balanced, balanced, healthy meal. Like, I don't know, chilly sensations or something. Just keep you ticking over. You know, but you'll be all right. And I want you to check in. I'm going to be recording another weird podcast on Bank Holiday Monday, filling everybody in from the Snow Patrol gig and what antics I get up to this weekend. So I want you to be asking questions. And Siobhan, whether you ask a question on Monday, I want you to message me and let me know whether you got over it because I'm keen to know you and the hubby and the guests. I hope you part through and I hope I see you at Snow Patrol, you know, and I hope you are on form. Um, question from Chloe, who's Karen Bartlett's girlfriend. Boo. Nah, not really. She's great. Good friends of mine, both of them. Um, has sent me, a, I don't know if this is a podcast question, but she said, can you Photoshop Twanky to be bald, please and thanks? Hey, can I Photoshop him? No. Do I know people who can? Yes. Am I going to make a photo of Karen Bartlett bald? Yes. So, Chloe, you'll get that. I will hook you up with that. Um, and if anybody else out there, any of the weird universe wants to make, I never called you that before, I'm drunk. Um, if any of you guys want to make photos of Kieran Bartlett bald, please do and, and tweet me them. You know, tweet me them or send them to me on Instagram. As many photos of a bald Kieran Bartlett as possible. I'd really appreciate it. Um, my cousin, my young cousin, James Aiken, who's actually not a young man anymore. Well, he is a young man. He's not a young boy. He's 18. He's turned into a real man now. Um, has asked me a question and he said what's hiding in Jerry Adams' beard well um, James I must point out is uh, my cousin who lives in England he's an Englishman boo and um, he probably doesn't know too much about the fat oil Jerry Adams so it's a good time for him to put in the question and ask me you know what is hiding in Jerry Adams' beard I'd probably say um, what's hiding in Jerry Adams' beard is some sort of number for his handler because there's no way Jerry Adams is not a police informant of some description. You know, Jerry Adams has been the leader of Sinn Féin and the IRA, touching my nose here, um, for like the last 30 years and he's still kicking about, you know, so he must he must be hooking up somebody. So I'd say a lot of secrets in there, probably keys of some description, very possibly... He, maybe he's got a bit of food in there because he's made his cookery book, you know, so he's probably got some leftover food that he's been tasting. And uh, I also think some medication because I think Jerry's lost a run of himself in the last few years. Albeit, you know, if you're leading a party and associating with terrorists and terrorist activity and probably disappearing people and whatnot, you know, you're probably not the sweetest person, but also, you know, in his beard, he probably just has um, probably a little bit of guilt under there somewhere. But, I mean, fair play to him. He's... T- He's out. He's out cooking recipes and sorting boys out with dinner, not any other way. But that's probably what is hiding in Jerry Adams' beard. Chris Barr, hey Dave, hope you're well and that I'm not too late from a question. No, Chris, again, wasn't going to, uh, wasn't going to do the podcast without waiting for you to get your question in. So your question is, uh, there's a story this week. Let me just see. First of all, it's from the Daily Star, Chris. So don't know how how it's going to be so uh, reliable, maybe. But, um, oh my God, why do I have to to go through so many things in the, in the Daily Star? To... Sorry, so long, the story is, let me see. Bored bike shop employee tries to cremate mice and accidentally burns down the shop. Bored... I don't want to answer your stupid questions, Daily Star, you fucking bastards. What, what, what have you done to me? Sorry, this is going to be the worst podcast 
accept them all. Yeah, there we are. Thank you. And then, weirdly, weirdly, the bottom thing, having been sent the story from a boy, John Joe, is an advert for horsewoman who gallops and canters like a pony, leaps to internet fame. Why are the cookies trying to get me? Why am I doing this podcast with like tinfoil on my head? Anyway, Chris, your story. Two blokes working at a bike shop in Bury St. Edmunds tried to while away a slow Friday afternoon by cremating the remains of a mouse that they had found. Unfortunately, the fire quickly got out of control and the resultant blaze caused $1.6 million worth of damage and completely destroyed the shop that they worked and spread to a nearby pub and restaurant. Disney Sibbins and Ashley Finley were trying to amuse themselves on a boring day when they used an accelerant to burn the deceased rodent, Ipswich Crown Court heard yesterday. Finley and Sibbins had entered guilty pleas in the first day of their trial. Judge David Pooh said, that's his real name by the way, P-U-G-H, I'm just not making that up, said their sheer stupidity had been responsible for the destructive blaze at Cycle King in Bury St Edmunds, close to the town's cathedral and famous Abbey Gardens. I am satisfied from reading the papers in this case that it was an act of sheer stupidity by these two defendants, particularly because of the location of where they were planning to amuse themselves to alleviate a boring day by cremating a mouse, he said. The first cruise arrived at 5pm and it was around midnight when the conflagration the conflagration was officially over. Cycle King Group Managing Director Darren Hunt said at the time, everyone here at Cycle King are both shocked and saddened to report that a fire broke out on Friday evening at a Bury St. Edmunds store. Most importantly, we can confirm that no one has been injured and we'd like to thank the police and the fire service for their amazing response. The incident occurred at the end of September 2017 and it wasn't until late October that the business was reopened in a temporary premises. Stephen Dibble, acting for Finlay, told the court that his client hadn't anticipated the catastrophic consequences of the blaze. He said Finlay had worked at the shop for over three months before the blaze destroyed it and had lost his job and his previous good character as a result of the catastrophic fire. Yeah, no shit. You know, you fully just tried to incinerate a corpse in a shop and therefore ruined the whole shop. Of course you're going to get sacked, you fucking moron. And you've only worked there three months. What a deld. Uh, the case has been adjourned until the next week, commencing on June 24th, before sentence and reports are released. Um, I think you got to go to jail, my man. But what Chris wants to know is what's your favourite way to procrastinate? Hey, man, if you want to talk to a procrastinator, look no further than your boy. I um, procrastinate a lot. Mostly what I would do to procrastinate is read the BBC News website from start to finish, back to front, science, politics, entertainment, news, sport, all aspects is what I would read to do that. Also, sometimes now, as a parent, I like to just sit in silence and wait, not wait, you know, just to have, have peace. I like to just sit and have peace. But normally it's a mobile phone, like I think mobile phones are the damn bane of society now, you know. They just, you don't get as much done. There's distractions, there's fake news. There's all kinds of shit on them. You just can't get away from it. You know, I also like to uh, just be on social media, mainly just Instagram, really. You know, like to see what people are up to, watch wee videos, YouTube, listen to, you know, what did I listen to the other day? I was, yeah, that's what it was. A man pretending that, saying that like he was like a human fish on YouTube. Don't know how I got down that tunnel, but it was a guy that could swim very fast and it was impressive to be fair. But I'm not into fishing in a big way. Or men. <laughs> Spoof. So I don't know how I got to that, but um, yeah, I just procrastinate a lot. So I'm told, you know. Um, what happened to me that my wife did? You know what? I'm actually going to have to go here and find out. I'm going to have to ask her. One second. Right, guys, I'm back. I found out what I was doing, right? Um, so long story short, I was sitting beside my wife on the sofa watching TV one day, and we ended up having an argument, right? <laughs> Um, she's basically saying that uh, I don't know what it's about she's like trying to get me to do something and I think I didn't do it and she's like you could have just had it done already if you didn't procrastinate so much which I took really badly and was like Harley I don't fucking procrastinate I think that's what it was there's writing stand up or whatever but I haven't done anything it's like Harley I don't procrastinate what are you talking about you know you don't understand the creative process you, you, you're a nurse you don't understand what goes on in the creative mind you're just facts fit, uh, whatever you know, you can't just do it. You can't just write material. You need to be able to feel it. I do not procrastinate. And then she goes to me, uh, look at your computer screen. 
I looked across and I was just fully Google image searching Robert Mugabe about 25 picks deep and she was like there you go and I was like ah guess you've just caught me procrastinating so there you go Chris that's what I do to procrastinate Google pictures of Robert Mugabe and to be fair <laughs> he's looking pretty sweet you know he's, he's hanging in there alright but that was my, my worst bit of procrastinating um Chris Henning has said, now Theresa May has been binned, what will your manifesto be when you get to run in the country? Hey man, you know what? I don't think I could save the country right now. I think it's F-E-U-C-K-E-D. I think it's fucked. <laughs> so there you go. Cheers to the question, Chris. No, I mean, if I was running the country, you know, seriously, if I was running the UK, I don't know what to do. If I was running Northern Iron, if I had the assembly up and running again, I would put all the shitty, stupid secondary stuff to the back and be like, let's sort out healthcare, education, mental health. Let's sort it all out. Housing. And then worry about wee stupid things like language acts and all that shit later down the line. You know, worry about that when it actually matters. Make sure people are living, they're healthy, they're getting paid what they deserve and then worry about like social type things like this whole thing, argument about rights oh no rights everyone can speak English anyway you know don't worry it's like a hobby you know respect it let it have its rights that's fair enough doesn't bother me you know but worry about the bread and butter the, the here and now you know make make sure that when people go to hospital and, and they should have a bed ready for them they do and they don't die on trolleys and corridors you know that's all I'm saying maybe things like that would be in a better place but if I ran the UK what I would do would just be like right here's the thing we're either doing a Brexit or we're not, right? We'll put it to a vote one more time. Here's the truth about Brexit. Do you want the Brexit or you not? Because I think it would be fine. Just do, just do Brexit. You know, I voted to remain, but I mean, the people voted and they want Brexit. Let's just get out and deal with it. You know what I mean? We'll always be fine. We'll sort something out. It's not going to be the end of the world. Stop just put pussyfooting and moaning about it, you know? But also I would say free thongs for everybody free body oil for all, all society I would also offer free string vests and nipple piercings and then I would say everybody has to get their string vests on get their nipples out get the piercings in get a suntan and just show everybody what you're about that's exactly what my manifesto would be and also definitely more banter I think that's been a problem um, and to be fair Theresa May a lot of people giving Theresa May a lot of shit yeah I don't actually um I don't envy her at all. I think the job she's had has been fucking horrendous and wouldn't be good fun. Do I think she's done a good job? Nah, but at the end of the day, she's a woman, you know? She's a person, you know? She's just someone trying to do a job. You know, she's not this... shouldn't be ridiculed and treated as badly as she has been, in my opinion. She's just trying to do a job. Oh, bitch, hasn't done it well. But, you know, lay off her. Let her live her life. You know what I'm saying? Give her a bit of peace. And hopefully now Theresa May goes, she'll be a bit less stressed and be able to just, you know, enjoy herself. Um... Ned Smanks has said, Happy weekend, Daffit, my guy. Long time weird guy here. I was wondering if you could, or what, I was wondering if it was you who once talked about Edward Ciderhands. Be wondering why, the phrase, why that phrase comes to mind every time I see a bottle of Frosty Jacks. Help a brother out, as you were, NSX. Yeah, I love that sign off, my man. Yes, it was me talking about Edward Ciderhands. A wee game I played at uni where you basically sell tape two three litre bottles of frosted jacks to your hands and rosari can't take the balls off until they're finished and let's just say the night starts well it's a lot of good banter then it's the next morning you're lying with your trousers and your pants down in elms village there's a cleaner going around you looking at your very minuscule willy going oh my god why did i do this job but is there a prize fred with cider hands no it's just a, just a good time but yes ned it was i the Cider Hands man. Glenn Lindsay has said, Would you trust baby Alan Todd to go on a play date with baby Holly? Hey, I'm going to say 100% no. And that's a shout out to anybody who listens to uh, the Boy Town podcast there. You know, you'd know during the week that baby Alan Todd is what Shane's going to call his baby. And baby Alan Todd loves bitter. It's a bitter baby, Alan Todd. I love it. I definitely wouldn't trust him to do that, albeit Alan Todd does drive and could probably collect Holly and look after her a bit better than I would. Um, Papa and I, Stu, said, need a weather report from Glorious North Down. Hashtag wellies, hashtag sweet kicks. Hey, man, at this conjuncture, I'd say wear wellies. Don't be wearing your sweetest boots. It's definitely muggy. It's definitely a bit damp. There's mm, moisture in the air, my love. So definitely don't be wearing sweet kicks on the grass at War Park or you ruin them. I'm, I'm probably going to wear my National Trust shoes to mortify Catherine, but hey, I don't want to ruin sweet kicks. 
you know, they don't call me Cake Jagger at all. But if they did, they wouldn't call me that because I wouldn't wear my sweet kicks to War Park for Snow Patrol. And the last question of this week's Weird Podcast is from a man, Nathan Cossier. He said, hey, big bespoke fella, from one X-rated guy to another, the big dog's got to eat, but sometimes the big dog's got to have a fucking deluxe. In line with, oh, in line with this, what's the most affluent habit you have? Hashtag first world problems. Um, it's hard to say, man. I'm, it's hard to say as I sit here with my, you know, eight thousand pound bespoke table, um, looking around at my drinks globe in the corner, as I look at my uh, bespoke handmade shift robe, my uh, ancient map of the world, and my hanging stag head. What I have that's affluent. Um, obviously, home decor is one thing that I do like to splash the cash with. But other than that, I must say, I do like to drink a good wine. You know, I like to have, if I'm going to drink a glass of red, a bottle of red, I want it to be a nice red. You know, I don't want just a cheap red that doesn't taste good, one that gives me a headache. You know, I want to have a nice, high-quality Malbec that I can just sit and sip, sup, and suck, and just have a good time. You know, that's what I would like. And that's probably, you know, in terms of, like, Catherine be like, why do you not just buy the two-pound wine from Tesco's? Like, because... Look, cuz, that's what I call her because I'm a gangster. Yo, cuz, just because you're from the streets doesn't mean I'm from the streets. You know, I got brought up um, in the upper echelon of society. You know, you married into this. So, you know, act you now, all right? You know, let me buy my 300-pound bottle of wine. Just sh- sh- be quiet. Sh- I know 300-pound bottles of wine. Sh- just sh- just be fine. And you go and drink your Tesco's own brand, flipping rosé, whatever it's called, strawberry fields or whatever, and I'll deal with my wine. But Nathan, I like a good wine. I like a nice cigar and a good wedding time as well, so maybe get a good quality one of them because, I mean, I don't want to really hurt my lungs with carcinogenics and all. Uh, carcinogens probably is the correct term, but hey, I don't care. You know why? It's the end of the weird podcast. It's 52 minutes in. Normally I like to end for 45 minutes. Whoa, what about it? I've loaded magnets to drink. I've taken way too much time. I need to go shower. I'm going to go see Snow Patrol. And then I'll report back, guys, with recording another weird podcast on the day this weird podcast comes out. Whoa, ask me questions. God bless you. Have a good week. And if you're going to Snow Patrol, <laughs> you probably have come and said hello because this comes out after it. Oh, what a moron. See you later. Bye.